You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities in Johannesburg. David, you've been through a stressful time. You've moved abodes. You've gone from one place to another. But probably more stressful for you was what happened on the JSC and also mm. on the NASDAQ last week. It mm. was The markets had a torrid time, didn't they? Mm. Mm. And it's... People are puzzled. You know, I, I, I always search for answers and say, what have I missed? Am I reading something incorrectly? Uh, what is it that's troubling people? Because, uh, and and the thing is that the more articles I read or the more commentary I read, uh, it appeared to me that nobody really knew. Yeah. You know, one person would blame China and supply chain. The other would say, Putin, it's there. The anniversary, uh, uh, it's Freedom Day, he's going to let off atomic bombs or nuclear bombs, you know, and so on. And then the other, it's the Fed. And then even when we came to the interpretation of the Fed, there's so many different elements. You know, the the fact that on Friday job numbers came out and the one was, oh, the uh, the supply is shrinking. What was it? The participation rate didn't go up. It means people are not coming, therefore labor is going to be tight therefore you're going to have weight you know so there were so many different angles i don't think lindsay reading it yeah. i don't think anybody's got a grip on what's happening and i think because of that i think literally and the word i like is that everybody's become unhinged you know they're running in all directions and mm. and it's frightening this is you know the the, the levels of the sell-off that we're seeing now are very disconcerting and i what i'm trying to work out well where does this lead to you know, is this the way that markets are responding suggests more than just stagflation or recession? You know, this is much more than that uh, because those things we can live with. You know, you can live with a recession or you can – but, I mean, the way that people are, are, are panicking now, it seems almost like a depression or a, a much – something much worse than well, – it's, it's very simple. You've got a concatenation of circumstances that have come together. It's rising yeah. inflation, rising interest rates, a war, uh, relatively overvalued um, um, PE ratios – uh, there's the, the COVID thing still going on, although I don't think that's an issue anymore, apart from in China, uh, where they lock down places and therefore the supply chain again gets compromised. But it's it's so many different things. I'm looking at the S&P now. It's down another 2% today, David. It's that's down 2%. It's quite big. That's, and and this is, it's been doing that in um, – I don't think we've seen anything like this for a decade or so. No. This reminds me more of 08, 09 type panic more so than than even that we it's saw got a nasty feel it's got a vindictive yes. feel about right. it hasn't it? it it's not as though it's one yeah. one swift sell-off like a like a market uh -huh. enema if i if mm. i can use that word uh mm. it's not like a, a swift evacuation of the bulls uh -uh. this is grinding no. lower and it's one one and a half percent down yes. then then half a percent up and then two percent down the next day etc etc it's not a swift movement to the downside no. it's down down no. down all the time it's horrible yeah, i hate it's, it no it is horrible you see the other thing is that you've got nowhere to hide mm. because you're seeing a similar uh situation in the bonds you know if you would have bought 10-year u.s bonds in january yeah you've lost half your money yeah <laughs> you know you've lost half Literally lost half your money. So that's no comfort as well. And, and what's happened is if you look at the bond market, if you look at the 
pace at which it's increasing now. Uh, I'm talking the 10-year bond in, 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 the, in the U.S. You know, we've gone from uh, 2.8 to 2.9, suddenly 3.2, you know, pop, and so it goes up. So this is almost a perpendicular rise in rates, which obviously means a perpendicular fall in the price of bonds and that. So people in the bond market are being absolutely capitulated. Yeah, I mean, uh, decapitated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And more, so we don't, we don't understand, we, you know, because we don't watch it, we look at equity prices. So the only place that you find comfort now or you're going to find is in cash. That's it. There is no other commodity class or, sorry, asset class that you can actually get comfort from or any protection. Even Bitcoin, I see, was down and has been correlated uh, to the market, which it shouldn't have been. It's been 50%, it's 50% below its yeah. uh, high of November. Mm. It's currently trading yeah. at 32,868. Mm. And that's more than actually 50%. It, 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 yeah. Because it doesn't exist, David. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. I know there's no, cer I'm, certain I'm not... people that we know that think, think mm. that Bitcoin is the big thing. But no, mm. how can you have something in your portfolio? Earlier, that is five six percent every single day, either up or down, and has halved, halved yeah. well, since that, November. That, the point I'm rising, you know, because you might have said people, oh, you should have bought Bitcoin, but now, all all I'm trying to illustrate is that there's been nowhere to hide. So if you were yeah. on a, you know, the traditional sixty forty, if you were in a, uh, a, a pretty decent uh, a portfolio and you took protection, or you felt it was balanced, nothing's been balanced. And and that's that's the concern is that um, I think the money's go while the dollar's stronger is that it's actually going from long end bonds is going from equities into short end bonds or you know very close to cash. That's where the dollar's gaining ground. Just give me dollars, give me dollars. That's all the the message. And and why I don't you know I, I'm puzzled. I'm just trying to work out what did you know what is what is Powell thinking at the moment? You know um, did we do something wrong? Um, well, you know, what did we do? But yes, I understand what what um, the idea of, of of trying to tame inflation. But I think what's um, what's happened is that his his messaging has just gone completely awry and and either misinterpreted or the market is saying, I don't think these boys know what they're doing. He's been, he, he's been very mm. lackadaisical and also arrogant over yeah. the last two years, actually. Mm. You and I had a bet, and I, yeah. I tragically lost my bet because I was uh, three months early. But... <laughs> <laughs> but Nick Kunzer and myself yeah. were talking about it all the time, and we said, can't they see what we see on our screens? I mean, I, I'm a nitwit, and Nick, Nick's, yeah. Nick's, Nick's not a nit, nitwit. He's, um, he's a clever fellow. But I'm looking at my screen and seeing the CRB index up every single day. I know that inflation is going up. I know they have to raise interest rates. I know that 0% interest rates yeah. when inflation is 5 6 7%, they have to go up in order to, to equalize the situation. Uh, but, but Powell and the boys were, and girls were all <laughs> They had policy paralysis, David, and it's it's yeah, wrong. I, you see, where where things um, where where things have gone kind of backwards or or uh, difficult to explain is that around about September October, where now everybody, even former Fed officials, are saying, you know, we should have done it. Mm. But at that time, the U.S. was still very. We, we, the Omicron virus was just starting to break. People were very nervous of 
of, of what that would mean. No one could understand it. Um, I think the, the other point was that, uh, no, you know, no one was quite sure how we were going to get. We were talking pandemic. And what um, Powell said at that stage, he said, listen, you know, we want to get back to full employment. We want to make sure that everybody who lost their job gets it back. And we stood, and also that was the transitory story. Suddenly, that was his message. Now, he's gone from that to the complete opposite. And people said, oh, you know, you're an idiot. And that's the time that you should have started withdrawing, uh, reducing your balance sheet, and now starting to think about raising rates. But I don't think the mood was right. I don't think they had confidence. Whatever, that's history. Whatever's happening now is even more difficult to understand because we've gone, you know, complete 180 degrees turnaround. Now everyone's saying, even if they raise rates of 3%, it's not good enough. It's got to be much higher than that. So we're in that situation. There's nothing we can do but just look and see and, and uh, you know, just, just wait for it to, to blow up. And even when it comes to peak inflation, which is going to do in April, you know, peak meaning I think we're going to start seeing inflation coming down. That doesn't mean it's low. I mean, it's still high, but yeah. it's, it's not the high levels. Everyone's going to say, oh, no, this is going to last and so on. So I think there's an absolute desire to be bearish, to be in a in a negative mood. And no matter what happens, I don't I haven't heard any compromising or any comforting views at all. It's been almost unanimously bearish. Yeah, and it has been. And, and and the South African market has has obviously suffered like all all markets have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm just watching the selling this afternoon, David. We were only down about 0.4.5% after a couple of hours of trading this morning. Now I'm looking at the screen, it's down 1.5%. And okay, there's around about half an hour to go uh, to the end of the market. And uh, my screen is delayed. So probably 45 minutes on uh, bearing in my screen my bearing in mind the delay on my screen but this is quite bad you know it's uh, we're below 67,000 oh, no. on, oh, on yeah. the oh. show no it's, it's quite a big destruction of wealth here oh um oh and how no this is this is this has been a massive sell-off mm. no this is uh this like, like, and you know Lindsay, it's it's going to levels that we thought were going to protect us as well. I think we were talking with with Nick last week, you know, and you know we thought that all these uh, mid caps and smaller caps would protect us. They've mm. been taken away as well, you know. So it's right across the board. It seems to be pretty broad spread, and there's very eh, there more shares up today than there were on Friday. But I mean that's only that's that's a, a one gain in eight. You know what I mean? For 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 every seven, sorry, downs, you've got uh, one that's up. And if I look at my indices across the board, there's, uh, red. you know, there hasn't been any. It's been red. So it is a big sell-off. You know where we're being hit hardest, Lindsay, is in the uh, miners. Commodities, yeah, exactly. Commodities. The diggers, we the diggers are getting, are getting yep. dug. Yep. Uh, mm. Yeah, they're digging a hole for themselves at the moment, And the rand is gone. Yeah, the rand's 30, 16, 20, so you've mm. got – some kind of a cushion there, but uh, it's it's totally offset that. Yeah, it's, it's quite disturbing. Which is good for you because you're not a you're not a mining investor. I mean, certain clients, I'm sure, of yours I'm will say, "I need to be yeah. in the mining sector." Uh, mm. But you would uh, you you probably wouldn't have more than maybe five ten percent in miners. Uh, and if no, they... I got you know you know where I thought would I, what I like this about mining because yeah. I just thought that. Uh, 
that that mining miners would do well. There'd be big spending in mining, and even if you weren't going to play the miners, you could play the, uh, the you know the the shovels, the picks and shovels. You know, people who supply the oh, miners. Oh, the supplying the, the supply yeah. chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought that would be an area, and and I felt that there were the the Invictus and the Hudakos, even Barlow World, but Barlow's was hurt dramatically by their exposure to Russia. But I mean, that's where I thought the money would be made. But but even looking at those commodities, you know, those commodity shares, they've come under enormous pressure. I know that anglers were sold down. Uh, analysts are, have turned kind of indifferent to bearish on them, believing that prices are not going to hold. And that's not being helped by China as well. Although, uh, you know, coming out of China this morning, I don't know if the president's name is Li, Li whatever. Sorry, I, 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 not Xi Jinping, but um, the number two there, who is deeply concerned about the economy. Yes, he said it, it wasn't mm, just a. Mm. He didn't say, oh, mm. you know, there may be a turn down in the economy. He he used a, a word that was actually quite dramatic, and I can't remember what it was. I saw it on mm-hmm. on the BBC uh, Asia yeah. Business Report this morning, and I can't remember what it was. But it, it, he he was very very concerned about the state of the Chinese economy, which is unusual. For them to say that, because they're not exactly um, they're, uh, keen on, 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 you know, being nasty about their country. So yes, no, no they, they're very protective, but but I think they're trying to. I mean, they're obviously starting to see some anger build up um, within the population, and I think they're trying to address it and give some kind of uh, you know support, just support, and say, okay, we're going to do something. But um, I think there must be a huge amount of anger especially the fact that uh, they kind of literally locked in. You know, they put fence around there mm. almost like barbed wire and say, listen, you're now the, the Shanghai ghetto or the Beijing ghetto. You know, there's nothing you can do. Can't get a job, sorry, we'll look after you. But, but it, it, it's, it's worrying. But, Lindsay, as you say, it's, 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 uh, it's on all angles. I mean, I saw Putin today. I saw the march pass and all the very <laughs> happy generals and so on. And you've just got to shake your head. Yeah, yeah it was uh, actually very disturbing to see him, him him standing there and everyone. And I was listening to interviews with uh, Russian people who said, well, you know, it's NATO, it's the West, and it's Ukraine. Oh. They're trying to um, uh, destabilize uh, Russia. What a lot yeah. of... I mean, what a lot of crap, David. What a load of rubbish, really, seriously. No, I know. And they I believe know, it. But, you know, that's... Look, we when we were in South Africa, everybody was scared to talk out. Uh, I'm talking in the past eight years, not necessarily now. Mm. And uh, you had the security cops onto you for anything, whatever it is, and they were very scary people. Did you get so, uh, Did you, you get investigated because of your your, your no. family links? No, Linda was. My wife was. Well, that's her, what I mean. Your family links. Yeah. Oh no! Oh oh! And while I was courting Linda, while I, you know we were going out, sure, they would never talk at home because their phones were bugged, hmm. and they were being watched all the time. Sure. And uh, remember, her parents were under. I mean, her mom had been in jail, and her dad. Her mom was there longer. Yeah. And her dad was. Uh, they were banned, and they were under house arrest. So. Um, sure. I, listen, I didn't care. I mean, it, 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 funny enough, it didn't bother me, but uh, um, you knew they were being watched. 
and and sure. You know why? Because the ANC as well were underground, so they kind of watched you to see whether you made contact with other people, which you weren't allowed to do because of your banning order and so on. Yes. Uh, but it's a scary, it's very scary to uh, to live under. I don't. I think Russia's a lot worse than than South Africa was. Of but course. I think no one, no one, no one talks up now. You know, uh, they didn't used to poison you or just eliminate you that easily. Do you remember that mm. woman that I spoke to you about who's in the financial services mm. industry and she wouldn't say this, this, and she said, well, on, on uh, in a text message to me, she said, uh, no, he's he's just looking after Russian interests. I've never heard from her again. Yeah. Uh, she, she's yeah. almost gone to ground. Their people are terrified there of doing it. What is, um, yeah. just out of interest, what is uh, uh, your wife and, uh, and her... Uh, previous sort of struggle fellows. What do they think about Ramaphosa? No, it's 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 they they've also a hundred and eighty degree turnaround. Mm. Totally, this is not this is certainly not what they fought for. The kind of ANC you see today is is not what they wanted. And so my mother-in-law, I had a lot of discussions with her. Sadly, even you know we we used to clash. I mean, because uh, she believed in communism, I was the the opposite way. I You're was a capitalist, mm. totally. And you know our our view of life uh, was different. But towards the end, she died about just over ten or twelve years ago, even a little bit more. And uh, she at that time she said, you know, this is not what we fought for, because at that time you were starting to see the emergence of. Corrupt. I mean, heavy corruption. I mean, that, and, the, and the, also, the Zuma era, in other words. Yeah, and also the whole, the whole, her her view of uh, BEE mm. of um, was completely different. She was much more of a pragmatist. She didn't believe in just handing over cash. She she believed she was very pragmatic in the sense that, you know, she said you have to educate us on how to run things and how to run factories. So she would never have endorsed what happened, you know, it's happening at Eskom. And the last thing she wanted is money. You know, it's uh, she lived a proper communist life, very down to earth, very, very frugal and um, and so on. She, You know, she, she just did, would never have approved of what she sees in front of her now today. And, that. and, and, and these were hardened, hardened, Activists. I mean, yeah. uh, what they did—they were incredibly brave. Both of them were tortured, you know. And I'm talking proper torture, you know, uh, in prison, uh, in cells, uh, solitary confinement—absolutely uh, awful. But um, so they were very brave to have done what they did. But I mean, if that, you know, they—they they would, they would never have endorsed or survived under this today. It's um, not at all. Yeah, it's a it's a strange situation, but I suppose it's almost like it's an adolescent. Uh, the South mm. African democracy is still well, it's not in its adolescence anymore. But it's 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 grown out of that. It's in its twenties now, uh, but it still has a a few growing pains, I think. David, uh, anything on the JSC today? I don't think so. Anglo Gordashanti, Calgro. I didn't really you know, see anything. I, the trouble is that. Um, fundamentals don't mean anything anymore. I think this is just a, a, a sell-off. So everything goes, you know, everything gets chucked out, um, the bathwater and the baby, everything gets chucked out. So it's very hard to trade 
or to do anything in these kind of markets. You know, if you see what's happened, because I've just been looking at some of the banks which actually led our market higher. They were the they were the early front runners here, and a lot of them have just uh, you know they, they've gone completely the other way, and and. Uh, that's that's what we're dealing with. So we've mm. got an all share now at six, call it six, six, nine, mm. you know, and we were up at 76. So we've come a long way down from, from, from where we were. Um, and it's, it's, it's embracing everything. I, you know, if, if you go through, uh, Kumba, Angler Gold, these are, you know, Capitec, Aspen, Aspen's been under pressure. Yes. And it's a sad story. I, I, we've, we've spoken about it. I just think hey, the vaccine story. Yeah. Is the vaccine story, yeah. they make a facility which is done not for profit because they're not going to make, uh, they're not going to make profit through, uh, the, the manufacture of vaccines. It, it was really to help Africa get out of the mess. And, and, and they haven't, as I said, they haven't got one order. They're going to have to close the facility. So it's quite tragic that, uh, you know, that's transpired. And I, and I feel sorry for them because, um, you know, they, they meant well. But others, Harmony, Cap, um, Discam, whatever it is, you know, all these shares. Process is another one. I mean, the process NASPES story is, a, is is honestly a tragedy. They must be trading at a 50, 60 percent uh, discount to the underlying value, which is which is 10 cent. Yes. And then all the other businesses are not doing well. So here was this one of these stocks, almost like our um, IT stocks that. That, that that was you know that gave us an edge on other markets in the sense that you know you could go into an emerging market where you had this exposure to NASPERS great I mean it's just been a disaster it's about 40 50 percent down year to date I mean yeah, Lindsay that's big destruction of value you know for pension funds and provident funds and all other um, you know pension investors who who held such a who always had a big stake in their uh, you know, in, in their portfolio. I mean, it's just been disaster. And as we talk, uh, the, you're talking about disasters. It's not a, a disaster, but it's certainly disturbing. Uh, the S&P is now on its lows, down 2.3% yeah. today. Mm. It's um, yeah. it's quite yeah. big. And as we said with Nick last week, it's almost as though there are a, a couple of funds, maybe two or three mm. or four funds mm. that have got caught uh, by this uh, swift downside move and they have to get out uh, because the mm. amount of money involved and then maybe that will be the washout. I'll use the word the, the NASDAQ's down 3.2. I mean, again. And it was down 5%. Actually, no, it's, no. what is it down now? 25% from its highs? I think it it's, be I mean, it's, from, in a mass, it's in a bear behind. market. Mm. It's in a bear market, but I think it mm. must be 25%, maybe even more yeah. from, from its peak. Yeah. Look, you know, it was overvalued, but not... Not um, uh, internet bubble overvalued. You know, mm. these are businesses that, that even if you looked at the current set of results, where they might have disappointed or slowed down, they nevertheless still generate a lot of cash. There was nothing. In fact, we having a. I'm having a presentation tomorrow uh, with the UBS analysts from Singapore, yeah. just to find out what their take is. You know, how they how they're looking at the companies, not being influenced by what's. You know, in other words, not looking at at where the market is pricing them, but rather what the fundamental outlook for these businesses are. You know, what, 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 what's, uh, how does he see them you know, as, as operational businesses? Just to get some kind of view on, on uh, the industry without being influenced by 
you know, about what's happening now. We'll put our own valuations on. But I mean, if you do look at, I'm trying to look at the Nasdaq now. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a, you know, abs- we we've lost a year. Huh? Yeah, it's been we've demolished. Been it's it's yeah, been demolished. Been, but you don't yeah. worry about this because you know that long term no. these businesses will still be sound yeah. and stable and will continue to generate cash. This is just um, a market that is uh, bringing itself back down to earth, if you like. I sure. I'm not. Uh, you know, I continue. That's why I'm saying tomorrow. You know, tomorrow we we ask him. Listen, what do you think of? Um, you know, what do you think of the? What do you think of Amazon? What do you think of Apple? What do you think of all these businesses? Um, what's the outlook? You know, are they going to slow down? Are they still doing well? So we, you know, it will be around something like that, rather than, uh, you know, rather than say, okay, uh, should we buy them now or not? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting this wrong. What I'm trying to say is, I'm not going to be bothered by, by what's happening to the, uh, you know, what's happening to the market at the moment. More, what's um, you know, what does it look like at the, you know, what do the companies look like? So I, 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 you know, you know what's interesting as well, Lindsay. I, I mean, we had a wonderful weekend of soccer. Ah, <laughs> we will come to that in a second. It was, I, I it just, was, it really yeah. was glorious. I love it. Mm. Mm. You know, so I mean, it, 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 it was um, really fantastic, and and. When you look at the people in the crowd, I always say, I wish I was them. Yes. <laughs> Do you think they worried about the NASDAQ or interest rates or yeah. anything? They're just, just having, <laughs> having a jolly good time and uh, really wonderful. I've got the NASDAQ in front of me, and this is actually a, a 20-year chart. I can do it anything now. Over 20 years, it's up 600%, which is 10% per annum. Uh, I can reduce that to something like five years, and this will give you the answer. Uh, yeah, they're up 92%, which is 13%. But I'm trying to find off that high. So if I go to a two-year, yeah, they, they hit – their high was in November, I think, 16. They crossed that 16 level, and now they're down at almost you know, 11, 8 or thereabouts. So if I plot that and I say change over a range, from that high they are down twenty six percent. Yeah, that's, it's a big move. That's a big. That's a big fall. It really is. It really that's, is yeah, big. A, a quarter of your wealth has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know? That means we go back to we're back at in the Nasdaq we're back at November twenty twenty. Mm. That's almost back at the, uh, you know, the the fall in in March that we saw. So we're back to November. We've lost almost yeah one and a half years. Yeah, but on the other hand, you you, you gained so much from two thousand and eight when the mm. S and P was six hundred and sixty six, and then went up mm. to forty seven hundred plus, and now it's come back to four thousand. Yeah. They sort of round numbers up, so it's it, it's not a bad return. So what we're saying is, at the moment, you're saying, well, the Nasdaq's down twenty five percent, but if if you if you take one stock, what is the stock that you hold the most in the Nasdaq, David? If you don't mind me, you know me what, and, and the reason it's been Alphabet. Um, okay, and what, what's Microsoft. what's it done since um, two thousand and eight? Uh, Alphabet. Yeah. Okay. The old Google. I'm going to do that now. I'll, I'll just get that yeah. Alphabet. Because I think you may be gaining a little bit uh, over um, exuberant on the um, on, on 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 the bear thing. 
Uh, in five years, we've made 18% per annum, 136%. Okay, and it's gone down how much in the last um, six months, for example? Pretty similar, pretty similar to, to the overall NASDAQ. I'll get it for you now, change over range, they are 24%, so it's pretty similar. So, but they've all been like that. Um, where, where the big tragedies come of some of the software stocks and those that haven't quite got the uh, foundation of a, of the fans, of the, I don't know what you call them now, the mans, yeah. whatever it is. Mm. So I think that's pretty similar. You know, it's, it, it's, are they going to collapse further from here? I don't know. I, you know, at some point they've got to start looking uh, attractive. You know, there's got to be a point at which just understanding where they are. And I, there was a very, there was an interesting article and, uh, yesterday in The Economist, um, the, you know, the lead story w- was about planting chips into a person. You know, in other words, being able to monitor your health yes. a lot better than you used to through Apple and through various other things because, uh, they, it was a lead story, and then there was a whole briefing as well. But you know, through they, your heart—I mean, your your a chip or a a an Apple Watch will be able to pick up things that you don't even know is happening to you, and start giving you warning signs. You know, of little uh, fibrillation. What do, what do they call it when the heart goes? You know, just misses a beat or that. It's an atrial fibrillation. Mm, something like that. So, mm. And all other things like it, whether it's diabetes or all other diseases, you're going to get these warning signs. But what it does point to is just you know, how technology is going to start um, dictating, not dictating, but influencing yes. um, health. And, I mean, for the good, for the good in the sense that, that you know, if you, if you have an Apple Watch or you have something similar, yeah. I don't think we have to start implanting uh, chips into our bodies or anything like that, but you can do it with a simple instrument like a smartphone. Mm. Just how much, you know, how it's going to help you in, in so many other diseases as well, because it's able to pick up things that we don't know. And that's technology, you know, that's, uh, that's the advancement that we're going to see continuing to happen, um, you know, in, in lives. You know, we know, we know what the big themes are. So I think it's, 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 uh, you know, it's good to keep a breast and say, hold on a sec, not everything's bad news, things are happening. Just, you know, wait, wait, wait for the just just wait for the opening. Yes. We've been through this before. Just wait even for, if it's 07. Mm. Wait for the S and P to recover because it's now on yeah. its lows at down two point three seven percent at four thousand and twenty one point seven five, the low of the session as we speak. Ever since I've been on the phone to you, it's been dripping, dripping Going down. Mm. dripping lower. David, let's talk about football now. First of all, yeah. Arsenal, they they scraped a victory against Leeds. They should have made it a lot easier than they did. Yes. They you know, they, they were brilliant. I mean, this, this Nketiah. This new chap, was, yeah. He couldn't do anything. He, but he's fast. He's just suddenly found a purple patch. Mm. And as my son says to me, oh, God, now we're all going to think he's a good player. You know, so. uh, <laughs> yeah, like Obama Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. So I think it's a bit of concern, but. But he's got speed, maybe confidence, what he's needed. But I feel sorry for Leeds. I, I hope they, you know, you've got Leeds and Everton, Everton now fighting for relegation. Well, and I don't like, I, and you, I you, like it, all of them. The, the, I like mm. the Leeds fans because they're very naughty mm. and they're very noisy, yeah. naughty and noisy. Mm. Um, the um, the manager, 
I don't know if there's a place in the Premier League for an American manager. And I'm not being racist. Oh, I'm not, oh yeah. I, I don't know oh. if an American manager can... You mean can, Ted Lasso, yeah. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Same sort of thing. Oh, new lows the S&P as we're talking. But uh, anyway, good luck to him. And, I, and Leeds belong in the first division, the Premier League. Yeah. Um, that was the thing. But the United demolition by Brighton and Hove Albion. Brighton yeah. have sc only scored 12 goals uh, at home all season, uh, and they scored four uh, against Manchester United. Uh, this is uh, a team that is, is, has completely collapsed. I mean, this is one of the biggest teams yeah, in no, the world. No, no, no. And, it, yeah. and it lost 4-0 to Brighton, for goodness sake. No, it's a disgrace. It's outrageous. I, just feel, I feel sorry for their, their fans. Not really, I don't. But I mean... <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, we got it from them for so many years. Exactly, they stuck it to us for years. <laughs> uh, but now we, and, we have and, to stick it to them. You know, it was but awful. also Liverpool looked great. Also, the Spurs game was great. I think they played brilliantly. Spurs, oh, Spurs were I so good. Son I'm, and Kane. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, that goal was just brilliant. I it mean, was so, superb. They were so unlucky to. I mean, yeah. that that deflected mm. goal where Liverpool mm. equalised. Mm. It should have mm. been two nil to yeah. Uh, yeah. to to Spurs. Mm. They they played so well, and I'm very mm. proud of them. Um, as it was it was my but, late father's uh, team, and uh, yeah, well done to them. Um, and then um, Manchester City, of course, the demolition yeah. of the Geordie, the no, Toon Army. Uh, Those they, last couple They look of really goals. good. Oh, goodness no, The me. last couple of goals were absolutely superb. Mind you, so, Newcastle are rubbish. Maybe. Let's face it. Doesn't <laughs> matter how many uh, uh, Saudi billions you've got coming behind. There's no way no, that anyone... Know. If you're a footballer, David, let's say that you're a footballer, mm. and let's say that you're a good-looking young man, and you think to yourself, I've, I've got a bit of talent, and your agent says, where do you want to go? Newcastle, in, Newcastle. interested you. It was said, what? Hello, I'd rather go to Ipswich. <laughs> you don't want to go there. No, it's awful. Mm -hmm. I don't... Um, that was the first game I saw. Yeah. 1953. Yes. Or 1954. Jackie Milburn. Jackie Milburn. Yeah. The I Newcastle centre forward, yes. I saw him parade the FA Cup. I was no more than five, maybe six. Yeah. A little old, uh, six. And I uh, went to the Rand Stadium. South Africa played Newcastle. Oh Newcastle my. were the FA Cup holders. And oh, I my think goodness. They beat, they beat South Africa 5-3, if I recall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I remember Jackie, and they had the FA Cup with them. So yeah, that was. But but it was wonderful. It was uh, memories of that game, really. First time I saw. A it's first, a terrific and then a team. A lot of teams came in the sixties. A lot of teams, you know, Wolves were here. I got a note from uh, Billy Wright's daughter. She's doing a testimonial for him because he did manage Arsenal. But he, I think, he was the first. Uh, England hundred capper, I think. I don't. I think he was the first, and they got a cap, I think, for every time they played England. And Billy Wright, I, I have to check that. But um, we saw Wolves, Bolton, Preston North End, Spurs came out after their double. Arsenal came with Joe Baker up front, Terry Neal as captain. So I used to go watch. I mean, it was great. <laughs> Fantastic. Ipswich uh, had a very uh, strong link with with South Africa. They had um, uh, the first. Oh, they had yeah. Colin Fullion. He was mm, the he was, he, he was the first mm. he was the first um, yeah. uh, South African had, to play in uh, we, the in, in in the English first division. Yeah, we we were when I was at Fitz, our coach was Charlie Hurley. Charlie was such a lovely man. He was a 
he he played for Charlton Athletic. Yeah. And old Charlie came. But he always used to say that. Okay, boys, couple off in threes, couple off in threes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> in other words, get into three lines, you know, couple off, go into three lines, couple off. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, but he was he he had Charlie, he had a good business here, Charlie Hurley stationers and uh, but he was a gentleman, absolute sweet darling of a man, old Charlie. I think he, I think he was an inside right or inside left. But uh, so I, I always remember a couple of in three boys. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the Arsenal team that um, had a drinking culture around it? Uh, you, oh, yeah, yeah, the, you know the Paul Mersons, oh, etc., and uh, Tony Adams, Adams, and and he and, and he was a, he was a horrible alcoholic. Well, not a horrible alcoholic. It was a very good mm. alcoholic. Uh, but anyway, I was I listened to an interview, a podcast the other day, and. I think it was Mark Lawrenson or one of the Liverpool um, supporters mm. said that when they were talking about alcohol and football, they said that the, in the Liverpool dressing room, there was always a bottle of whiskey. And before the game, they would all be given a double shot of whiskey before the game. And this wasn't that, that, that wasn't that long ago. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it, I, I don't condone Jeez. it, but... Um, I'll, I'll try and sure. remember the program that I, uh, you that know, I saw. I, I, I can understand it because mm. I, I remember going to a training session with Gary Mabbott yes. um, to watch the Spurs. This was in the early 90s. and I, I can understand. You know, the, the session was uh, Venables was the, was the coach. Oh, it um, was brilliant. Mm. And, and, you know, they would go and they'd the training session was two hours. So you'd go there at 10 or 9, half past 9, half past 11. I can't remember the exact times. It was two hours. You couldn't go more than that. Otherwise, you're tiring, maybe. And then you've got the rest of the day to do nothing. So you can understand how chaps kind of, you know, went towards or, you know, went for a drink and were two yeah, drinks but, and but three this drinks. Was, but this was, David, mm. this was the manager. There was yeah. – it, 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 in the dressing room before the game, there was a bottle of whiskey in the Liverpool dressing room, oh, and oh. the players were given shots of whiskey before they went out. God, it, it, it wouldn't happen today, of course, mm. because of the uh, you know, strict regime that they have with you know, <laughs> yoga teachers and stretching and all that. Um, yeah, I know. I know. But in those <laughs> days, Ronaldo won't even touch a cup. Oh, you know, please, Ronaldo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> Okay, David, thank uh, you very anyway. much. Um, uh, do you okay. think, uh, just b briefly, because it could be all over by next Monday, do you think that Manchester City are going to win the league? Oh, the way they played yesterday, sure. And I must say, Liverpool looked a bit stretched. Yeah, they looked a bit you know, fatigued. They, they took Seller. Seller was completely out of it. I don't think he had a shot. He was just, they just muffled him. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of them. I don't, and Mane wasn't even on the field. You know, he was. Yeah, uh, you're quite right. So I, they just just a couple of games too many, and they're playing again now. And then they got the cup final. Well, they've got uh, Aston Villa tomorrow night. They've got uh, the and FA they've cup, got final, cup final, and then they've got um, the U yeah. UEFA Champions League final against Real Madrid. They're exhausted. These kids. Totally, mm. totally. You can't play at that level as as much as you try. Mm. And uh, anyway. All right. So we'll see. Yes, we okay. will. David, thank you very much for your time. David Shapiro is from Sesame Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.